is the true and everlasting light? We're going to answer that question in today's sermon. This is the second lesson of a series of sermons on Christ is Jehovah. I hope you'll listen well. God bless you. Welcome back to the Fundamental Hour. Last week we began a series of lessons on the person of Jesus Christ. Who is He? And is He God? And I began to show you that the Christ of the New Testament is equal to the Jehovah of the Old Testament. And we talked about the fact that there was a prophecy in the book of Joel chapter 2 that people would call on the name of Jehovah and that was fulfilled in the New Testament by people calling on the name of Jesus Christ. Today we're going to look at another example of how the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Christ of the New Testament. And people uh, who try to deny the deity of Christ are denying the Word of God. And they are making Jesus out to be a blasphemer. A blasphemer is someone who insults the doctrine of God, insults the truth of God. And when you make Christ into just a man or just a prophet, he becomes a blasphemer. He becomes a false prophet. He becomes a liar. Because the Bible teaches very clearly in many ways that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. And I'm showing you one of those ways by showing you from the Old Testament who Christ is. And Jesus did this in His earthly ministry. We showed last week from Luke chapter 24 when He was talking to the two men on the road to Emmaus after His resurrection. He said to them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into His glory? They were uh, very uh, moved. They were very... uh, uh, downtrodden, they were upset that Christ had been crucified. And here Christ is talking to them in His resurrected body, and they don't know it. And He's talking to them, and He's saying, you're a fool because you didn't believe what the prophets had spoken. Well, what did the prophets speak? Well, when you go back and you study the Old Testament, you realize that all the Old Testament is prophesying, it's foretelling about the coming Messiah, who, be, who is Jesus Christ. And he says in verse 27 of Luke 24, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them. That means he taught them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. When Jesus went into the synagogue and began to talk, to teach, or when he's teaching here after his resurrection, what did he teach? He said, let me teach you who I am. And how did he do that? He went back into the Old Testament and he said, look what the Bible says about who I am. And today we're going to look at another one of those. And we're going to begin in 2 Samuel chapter 22, and verse 29. The Bible says this, For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Now those, that, that verse is on the screen, and I want you to pay close attention 
that it, that it says here, the word Lord two times there, and both of those words Lord are capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Sometimes in the Bible, there's a capital L, lowercase O, lowercase R, lowercase D. These are two different words. When it uses lowercase letters, it's talking about a position or a title, a master, someone who's in charge, an authority. When it uses all capital letters, it's speaking of Jehovah God. The actual word there is the name for God. For some reason, the translators wrote capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. And that is the name of God for Jehovah. And it says here that Jehovah is the lamp that will lighten the darkness. In Psalm 27, the Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Who is the light? Jehovah God. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. In Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 19 and 20, the Bible says this, the sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself. For the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy morning shall be ended. Now Isaiah the prophet, his book is prophecy. It tells us much about the future. And what it's telling us about here is the day when we will be with God in heaven. And the Bible says there will be no more need for the earthly sunlight and for the moonlight because the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Jehovah will be the light. He will be the everlasting light. He will become our sun and our moon. And He will be the everlasting light. In John chapter 1. Now that's the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, Jehovah is the light of the world. He is the everlasting light. Now we go to the New Testament. John chapter 1. And when we go to John chapter 1, we see that it says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So it, doesn't, it, it, it speaks of a, a person or, or called the Word. And that Word is God. He's with God, and He is God. And we go down uh, in the book of John, and we look at verse number 2. The same was in the beginning with God. That means the beginning of creation. God has no beginning. He's the beginning and the end. He's from everlasting, the Bible says. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So in the beginning of creation, this Word was already here. And it says that He, the Word, all things were made by Him. In verse number 4, In Him was life, 
and the life was the light of men. In verse number 5, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light. So it says that John came to bear witness of the light. Not John the light. Somebody else is the light. And all men are going to believe on this light. That's how they will be saved if they believe on this light. In verse 8, he was not that light. John the Baptist was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So who did John the Baptist come to bear witness to? If you know anything about the Bible, you know that John came as a forerunner to Christ. He came to bear witness of Christ who is the light. And in verse 9 it says this, that was the true light. He was not just a light, he was the true light. The Bible says he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. We go down to verse number 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word from verse 1, that was with God and was God and was with God in the beginning and by whom all things were created, that word became flesh and dwelt among us. Now who was that? Jesus Christ. And who was this word? Who was this Jesus Christ? According to this passage, he was the true light, the light of the world. We go to John chapter 8, and it says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus said, I'm the light. In John chapter 9 and verse 4, the Bible says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now who was this man proclaiming to be the light of the world? The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah and in Psalm and in Samuel that Jehovah is the light of the world. That Jehovah is the everlasting light. And yet Jesus Christ is ascribing to himself that he is the light of the world. And John the, the, John the Baptist, of whom God said there was not a greater man born among women, was proclaiming Jesus Christ to be the true light. Who was the Word? Who was with God? Who was God? Do you see, folks? Jesus Christ is God. He is the Word who was made flesh and dwelt among us. And He takes upon Himself this title of being the light of the world. The true light. We go on further. In Revelation chapter 21 and verse 22, the Bible says, And I saw no temple therein, 
For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city, now who is the Lamb? Jesus Christ. And the city had no need of, of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Do you see that? The Lamb is the light thereof. Isaiah told us that Jehovah God would be the light of eternity, the everlasting light, that we would have no need of the sun and moon. We are in Revelation, and the Bible is saying that the Lamb will be the light thereof. Now, how can Jesus Christ be the light of eternity if He's not Jehovah God? If He's only a man, if He's only a created being like some people want you to believe. If he's not a part of a triune God, how can these passages be true? They cannot. Jesus is the Word. He is part of a triune God, three persons in one. He is the Jehovah of the Old Testament. The Bible says in... Verse 23, I'm sorry, verse, uh, yeah, 23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb was the light thereof. So again, the same thing it said in Isaiah is the same thing it's saying in Revelation. We don't need a sun and moon. In Isaiah, it was Jehovah that took the place of the sun and moon. In Revelation, it's the Lamb, Jesus Christ, taking the place of the sun and moon. Verse 24, And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. We see here an emphasis on the fact that there's no more need for the sun and moon. Why? Because Jesus, our Jehovah, is the light of eternity. And He is the everlasting light. I have a question for you today. Have you come to the light? Have you come to the light for salvation? The Bible teaches us that all men, in their natural state, when they're born into this world, are born sinners. The Bible says men love darkness because their deeds are evil. When the Bible speaks of darkness, it speaks of sin and Satan and the kingdom of evil. When the Bible speaks of light, it speaks of God and eternity in heaven and righteousness. Darkness and light in the Bible are opposites. And my question to you is, have you come to the light? You're born in darkness. You're born in sin. You've sinned against an almighty, holy God. You've broken His law. And the Bible teaches us that we cannot save ourselves. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The Bible teaches in the book of Matthew chapter 7 that there will be men who stand before God one day and say, Oh, Lord, Lord, we did many 
great things in your name. We prophesied in your name. We did all kinds of things in your name. Why are we going to hell? And I'm paraphrasing what it says. And God says to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You see, they want it to be justified. They want it to obtain eternity through their works. We've done many wonderful works, they said. God says, you don't get eternity through your work. The only way to get eternity is through the work which was done on the cross of Calvary through the Word, Jesus Christ, who was manifest in the flesh, who was crucified on the cross, who was buried in a borrowed tomb and three days later rose from the dead. And when he rose from the dead, he began teaching about who he was. He is the Jehovah of the Old Testament. He is the light of the world. He is the true light. He is the one to whom men who walk in darkness must come to receive eternity. Have you come to that light? The Bible says in the book of Acts, in chapter 26, Paul is testifying and he's, he's speaking to King Agrippa, Herod Agrippa. And he's given his testimony about how he met Jesus Christ when he got saved. And he says, in verse 14, and when we were fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. That's Christ was talking to him. Christ had appeared to Saul on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and those things which in, of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom thou I send thee. And this is what Christ says to him. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may, have, may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Jesus is the light. And it is through Jesus Christ that we can be turned from darkness unto light. Not through our good works, not through our good deeds, not through our actions. We must come to the light. We must come to Jesus for salvation. The Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Christ of the New Testament. And our God was manifest in the flesh. And our God died for our sins. And our God offers us salvation. He is the light. Will you come to the light? Or will you continue to walk in darkness? Will you continue to trust in your own good works to save you? Will you continue to trust in your church to save you? Will you continue to trust in your deeds to save you? 
or will you understand that you are a sinner, that you deserve eternity in darkness and hell? And will you realize that you can't save yourself? And will you believe that Christ died for you and rose from the dead and shed his blood and put your faith in him to save you? I did that when I was 20 years old. I was trusting in my own good works. And when a man showed me the Christ of the New Testament, who is the Jehovah of the Old Testament, when he showed me what he had done for me, and he pointed out my sin, I saw my need of salvation, and I saw him who was the light. I came to the light of salvation. I appealed to Christ for salvation. He gave me the light of life. He gave me salvation. And I stand here today confident that if the Lord were, would return today, that He'd take me with Him. Or if I were to die today, that I'd go to be with the Lord. Why? Not because I'm a good man or because I serve God, but because I came to the light, the true light, Jesus Christ, who is God, who is the Jehovah of the Old Testament, manifested to us in the New Testament, the person of Jesus Christ. Jehovah is a trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I thank God that He has been revealed to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And I thank God that Christ is my Savior. Is He your Savior? Or is He just someone that you talk about? Is He someone you serve, but you've never come to Him for salvation? You don't get salvation by serving Christ. You get salvation by believing on Christ. I'll end with this. It said again, Jesus, this is his own words to the Apostle Paul. He said that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. You're not sanctified by your actions. You're sanctified by your faith in Jesus Christ. If you've never come to the light, Jesus Christ, the true light for salvation, if you've been trusting in your good works, in your own church membership, what you do for Him, maybe you've been rejecting Christ as the Messiah. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been deceived to think that Christ was only a prophet or that He was only a man. I encourage you today to believe on Christ, God in the flesh, to trust Him for your salvation and only Him, and not your good works. Believe on Him for who He is, the Jehovah of the Old Testament, who was manifested as the Christ in the New Testament. One of three persons, a Godhead that is one and three persons. That's beyond human comprehension, but it's what the Bible teaches. It's what you must believe to be a Christian. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. God bless you. We'll see you next week. We'll talk again about Jehovah of the Old Testament being the Christ of the New Testament. God bless you.